Welcome to the London Health Podcast, the third in our series of podcasts on the power of practice nursing, the future of general practice nursing in London. My name is Imogen Staveley. I am a GP at Bedworth Health Centre and workforce lead for the Transforming Primary Care Team in London. Today, Jill Rogers is interviewing Brenda Donnelly, a nurse and clinical director in South East London. This podcast covers how practice nurses contributed to the design and delivery of the hot hubs in Southwark. Brenda highlights what practice nurses bring in terms of their soft skills, such as adaptability and ability to connect to patients and colleagues, as well as their experience and knowledge in infection control and long-term conditions management. Brenda also explains how lessons from care delivery in the hot hubs can be taken forward for managing all patients in the future. My name's Jill Rogers and I've been supporting the London Region 10 Point Plan Delivery Board. And this afternoon I'm going to interview my colleague Brenda Donnelly about her work in hot hubs during COVID. Thank you very much, Jill, for inviting me. Good afternoon. My name is Brenda Donnelly and I have been working in the Lister COVID clinic in South East London. Um, my background is as a nurse in general practice. And I'm also the strategic education lead across South East London, and I'm a primary care network clinical director. Thank you very much. Brenda, I wonder if you could tell me how you set up the hot hub in your area. Okay, it was a really exciting, fast uh, undertaking, the hot hub in South Southern. And what was wonderful about this was we had collaboration from all of our practices and it was all of the practices who were donating either a nurse, a GP, or an admin staff and reception. So it was a group of people who came together from all of those teams who have never worked with one another before and who gelled together and made the most fantastic team that we were able to provide a really good, safe service to our patients. So Brenda, can you just tell me a little bit about how the work in the Hot Hub came about? Really interesting, Jill. So I obviously had just been to the the CNO conference in Birmingham and I'd been there as a clinical director representative and we had been given a presentation on the pandemic and just how urgent this was going to be. And obviously, you know, we're representing the year of the nurse, the 200 year birth of Florence Nightingale. And I, I was thinking, my goodness, this is where nurses should be. And I was really urged to get involved at that stage, both as a nurse, obviously, and as a clinical director. And I realised that nurses would probably be doing a large part of the work at this pandemic. And so when I came back, our CCG lead had sent out an email. And prior to this, there wasn't a huge amount of you know, noise around this pandemic. And suddenly everything got up and running. And I was there right at the start because I felt it was important that the nurse's voice should be there too, because the power of nurses to be able to make differences to patients' lives and has been celebrated for more than 200 years. I love that old quote of Florence Nightingale saying, rather 10 times die in the surf, heralding away to a new beginning than, than die in the waves. So that was me standing there. But I think nurses are people who are out there who want to make a difference. And at times like this, it was crucial to have nurses involved. So tell me a little bit more, Brenda, about how the nursing role got involved in your COVID clinic locally. The initial setup in some areas was just with a GP and in other areas it was with a GP and a healthcare assistant and I felt in our area it was really important to have 
a registered nurse doing this with uh, a bit of understanding of long-term conditions because what little we know of the disease we know that people who have long-term conditions that are not very well managed would be actually the, the biggest sufferers in this disease and so I think putting healthcare assistant into that area might not be the best person for that and for me it was really important to have a registered nurse in there to see what was going on and furthermore the whole thing about the disease was it was very contagious and nurses know about cross-infection. If they don't know about anything else, they know about cross-infection and would be leads on this area. And, and that would have been, you know, I think healthcare assessments, certainly in general practice, they haven't gone through training in hospitals, so they wouldn't really necessarily be very much aware of the PPE and what was required and how we would use it. So that was one area that I thought they would be most important in, in getting involved with. And the things they have brought to it is being able to adapt to different situations. Nurses can work in different environments and we've always worked from different places. And I think moving us, we have a very specific setup in our hot clinic in that we were seeing patients in black cabs. If they could stay in the cab, they would be dealt with outside so there'd be less exposure to the viral load. So nurses are, you know, they adapt very, very readily. And it was really interesting to watch how we how we negotiated and how easy it was for us in terms of or how difficult it was for some GPs and for the medical students to adjust to that sort of situation. And what, what did you do in your role, Brenda, to help people adjust to that situation? I think it's training and reassurance and having leadership, having someone there who knew what they were doing and said, OK, if this is not worry, worrying at all. You know, we're, we're properly equipped and we know what we're doing. And I remember one of my GP colleagues said to me, "This it's so odd when you have to consult in a very different situation and when you've got PPE on. Patients can't see your face. They can't see your nonverbal expression. And actually nurses have that way of actually managing to make that communication work regardless. And one of my GP colleagues said to me, Brenda, it was so odd. You said you were just yourself with the patient after a while. And I guess I had a little bit of an advantage because I did know the patient from previously. But I think it's our ability to connect with patients and that sort of down to earth and saying who you are. And the patients are almost at ease if they know there's a nurse there. Was there anything else that was, might you say, unique to the nursing contribution in the COVID clinic? There were lots of things that, that are unique about, about nursing and what we do well. We are able to learn from things that haven't gone well and be able to say that didn't work well. How could we do that differently? And reassuring their other colleagues and teaching their other colleagues. And, you know, with things like templates, most people don't use templates, but nurses in general practice are really used to using templates and they they would be able to help other people use them and help them explain to them why we actually use these things there's a reason for it the really interesting things that came out from a nursing perspective is when you work as a team a kind of like a multidisciplinary team so the gp perhaps has a diagnosis that they think might be wrong uh, or might be might be uh, what's going on, and the, but they want to think, oh, it could be measles, and then very quickly saying, oh no, but they've had the measles vaccines, that's absolutely okay. 
where in actual fact the nurse then looking at the notes that same consultation saying but that immunization um, schedule wasn't filled in as the way it should have been done so therefore that patient is still liable to get measles so it's that ability to understand you know disease and prevention control and vaccination all of that kind of stuff nurses can bring to the fore and they know exactly where things are they know where to go and look for them so that brings out a holistic sense of looking after the patient. The other thing that I think is that they have gained an expertise on this COVID. So if they, they were able to gather resources to say, this is what you give to people who've had COVID, you know, people are very worried, there's anxiety levels are up and we're learning more about the post-COVID syndromes that people have. And in many ways, it's almost like, you know, I can compare it to a long-term condition when people come. So we're going to have to learn, and nurses are very good at accessing resources for this. So those are the kind of skills that I think that nurses in particular bring. They don't see it just as the diagnosis, they see it as a follow-up as well. So what elements of the role that you've seen in practice would you like to see included in care delivery going forward? It's been wonderful to be able to consult together around a patient when the patient is admitted in the first place or or the consultation starts there's a view in the beginning as to what we need to look out for in the first place so it's a GP and a nurse view what kind of things might we need to take into consideration should we bring them into the room or should we not so the things that were coming out from the nurse's perspective are they mobile enough are they able to walk well enough you know, and then the GP might be well medically focused, which is exactly what we need to do. So it's bringing together that kind of nursing and medicine together, and then obviously realizing there are some things that we don't and can't provide patients with. So then thinking about a plan. So this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And then when you consult, you do whatever you do, and then you come back and you discuss what you're going to do in terms of follow up and the care that you're going to give. And whilst we've been doing it in the last eight, nine weeks, one of the GPs and myself who were involved in this setting this up from the beginning feel very, very clearly that this is probably something that we should do with our complex care patients. Those patients who obviously we've been doing a lot of stuff on the telephone and we can manage patients very well on the telephone. And actually what's been really interesting is that patients have managed themselves as well, which is excellent population health. They've realised they don't need to come and see us. They can access the pharmacist, access other people online. And I think that has been brilliant. So what we recognise now is we now have potentially more time to actually look after those complex patients who have more multimorbidity. You can't see a patient like that in 10 minutes, can you? It's going to put the healthcare professionals under stress and the patients know it's not going to get good care. So if you've got a half an hour of a nurse and a GP and then you decide, actually, I'd like to bring a social prescriber in, why can't we do that as well? So we would have more time, but it would most definitely be a joint multidisciplinary team approach to complex care. And that's something that I think that we should consider bringing into our primary care networks as well. And then in addition to that, COVID-19 is definitely nowhere near gone. And we have this idea that there may well be a surge of this. And it's really essential to develop this expertise in COVID-19. So we will have expertise that nurses have experienced and then certainly in the way we've set up the clinic is to get some feedback, learn from it and then build on that. 
Now, over the next six months, if things can return to normal in somewhat way in general practice, then great. But should this surge again, at least we've got a number of nurses out there who can actually get pulled back in again and have the resources and the learning and can pass this on to other people as well. Those same principles about infection control are important to know how you order stuff, what kind of stocks you need, what kind of processes needed to be done. So there's lots, I think that's certainly stuff that I would want to, to maintain and bring into, into primary care. So Brenda, you've talked around the immense contribution that practice nurses have made in the last eight to nine weeks. What is your vision for how the nursing profession can work within general practice over the next six to eight months? I think if we, and I think this is where we have learned, where the GPs that I've worked with within our clinic have realised this potential of the nurses that we've got. And I think we need to build on that and we need to look at what other areas can we develop that in. Instead of bringing in absolute new roles, how can we build within the roles that are already existing and pull them together? And I see that we have, you know, the nursing role goes from cradle to grave, doesn't it? How do we bring in those different people at different levels? It has to be more person-centred care and bringing the right people in at the right time. And I think we have all of those resources within primary care and the primary and the community care. Mm. I see us having, just like we've had with one GP and one nurse, a really valued patient's outcomes. And, and, And for us, we've all been very happy doing this. And I think if we've got happy people, then things will be done well. And I think one of the things is we why can't we do this with all the other professionals that are working within primary care? So if you've got a, a you know, for example, one of the patients that I had seen was an elderly lady who had put on huge amounts of weight when she was being seen and she had COPD and asthma. And I had known her from before. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you've lost your mobility as well. So. 12 weeks or eight weeks of being in lockdown has made people put on weight, lack of exercise, a high risk of falls. Now, if you're not someone with frailty or elderly people in the mind, you won't think about, okay, what are the issues around the housing and who else can we bring in? So very quickly, I could bring in the social prescriber and say, can you go and sort out some of those issues around the weight management and the housing? And that's a prime example of how nurses work and how they work together and how they work interdisciplinary. Okay, Brenda, I I really appreciate you taking the time and it's just been really interesting to hear how you have uh, contributed to um, the effort around COVID and uh, how you've worked with your colleagues in general practice. So thank you very much. Thank you. I want to thank Jill and Brenda for their contribution because it reminds us all to listen to GPNs during COVID and beyond. Brenda showed the strengths of leadership, multidisciplinary working and collaboration between practices. She explains how these lead to better care for patients and also raise morale for those working in the health and social care system. By listening and giving GPNs a voice, we will enable them to support their GP family, their patients and to help shape the wider system as we move beyond the initial stages of the COVID pandemic. Finally, I want to thank HEE, NHSE and I, Capital Nurse and HLP for their support in creating this podcast. We are bringing you a series of podcasts highlighting the power of practice nursing over the next few months. Please do subscribe to our series. Please also share your own stories of practice nursing on social media with the hashtag LondonGPN. 
We look forward to hearing from you.